0: Welcome back to another discussion roundtable with Pete and Joel. Uh, so, we just finished up a discussion on internships um, as a transition avenue in recruiting firms. Uh, so, hopefully, you checked out that entire webcast or podcast. And if you haven't, we would highly recommend uh, listening or watching prior to um, jumping into this this discussion. But we did want to also talk about how Cameron Brooks qualifies as a Skillbridge program, what that looks like, um, and hopefully answer your questions around it. So Joel, I know you've been doing a lot of work around this. Uh, Why don't you kick us off?
1: Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, full disclosure here on the SkillBridge piece, there's uh, we've applied for official recognition at SkillBridge by SkillBridge itself. However, there is a way through SkillBridge that uh, the commander, the transition offices, or the Army, if it's Army Career Skills Program, can approve it as a as a program at the specific location and. I, I don't know how many we've done. It's been well over ten, um, and they've all been approved uh, as being the, the SkillBridge program. So, if when you yes, SkillBridge is associated often with internship. However, if you read the the this the SkillBridge program, it's it's really defined as any program that helps the veteran find employment post military. And it goes on to an explanation, things like that. And so we find fall underneath that because we're not just lining up interviews. We are teaching, and this is part of what it says in there, developing skills and knowledge to find employment post-military. Through the reading program, through this exercises in our development program, through the interviewing skills, the career coaching, the interview skills workshop, we have educational webcasts, study groups. We could go on and on and on. The things that are part of our pillars of our program. When these organizations see what the, the military officer, the junior officer is going to be doing, they see, yes, this program is preparing the individual to get out of the military. Because SkillBridge is designed, let's make sure our veterans aren't unemployed. Right? Let's make sure our veterans aren't underemployed. But, and so we qualify under that and so you know, where is it helpful and beneficial? Because often remember in the previous episode, a lot of people are like, man, I just need a break. The military is oppressive. I am still busy. I just talked to somebody who's coming to our April conference in three months. He says, I got two jobs right now. I'm driving back and forth between San Diego and Yuma, Arizona. I got, I got a unit I'm taking care of in Yuma. I've got this exercise I'm doing over in San Diego. And he's, come, he's getting out in three months, coming to conference in three months. And so he's like, I got to catch my breath. So I think sometimes people want to do the skill bridge, like I've got to be left alone in order to get my affairs in order and get ready to get out. So our program qualifies the skill bridge where one can take time off, focus on their preparation, even add in things like if you're working on your MBA, try to finish that up, maybe throw in a project management certificate, six sigma certificate or something else, as well as go to the career conference and do follow-up interviews. So the, the, I've seen several different ways that Pete can comment on this, but if the shortest amount and probably the most effective is 30 days prior to our career conference, stepping away from the military, focusing on the, the skill bridge, time, on, time away, working through Cameron Brooks's preparation, then 30 days of the career conference and follow-up interviews. So about 60 days, we've seen people do longer, but about 60 days, roughly, is ideal where you can do the conference, you can do follow-up interviews, and then prior to conference, do all that interview prep. Sometimes people do more on the front end so they can do like a certificate, um, almost like many mini, uh, many mini, uh, graduate courses before they make the make the conference. Yeah, so
2: I, I think the number now is we we just another person coming to the April conference just started is, and so I think we're we've either seen a total of eighteen folks, some of who are still in the in the program, the C uh, the Skillbridge program, come through this program, and all eighteen, or excuse me, the ones that have actually come to a conference at this point in the game, um, have maximized the opportunity at the conference. I mean, knocked it out of the park in terms of the number of companies that pursue that officer after the conference, and the primary reason why, at least in our experience, is. Their level of preparation is, in my mind, accelerated just because they've been had the opportunity for the last 30, 45 days to solely focus on preparing to interview. And that's not just working through interview answers. Like Joel said, that's increasing knowledge in, in some specific directions. That's um, very active in study groups and preparation. So in our experience, what we've seen is every, every person, 2 to a person, every single one of them, has come to the conference with a level of preparation that has allowed them to maximize every interview and maximize the opportunity at the conference. Therefore, it gives them lots of opportunities to do multiple follow-up interviews and ultimately choose the, choose the company that's right for them. The other thing that we've seen, and, and, and it wasn't part of it initially, but I think it's been a really nice um, addendum or an adjunct to what was already planned, is we see military officers who are in the camera works program, Prepare for the inner. Prepare for the conference, Let, let's talk about what that actually looks like. It looks like here in a second, but prepare for the conference. Come to the conference. Do the follow up interview. Accept an offer, and then and then they're still in the in the program. They're still doing the, the CSP or the SkillBridge through camera Brooks, and so they'll turn around because they're done with their search. They'll turn around and help the next group of officers. They'll do a couple of mock interviews that they'll just really pay it forward. And we have found that to be a very helpful part of the whole, it's not a requirement, but the, a very helpful part to the whole CS,
1: CSP program. Right. The Spielberg program. Too. So yeah, we've had uh, people that have helped us out with educational webcasts. They have helped other candidates, officers prepare. We've even had two that wanted to, to do some work for, with, for and with Cameron Brooks, and, and some if you have to be careful of what we have them work on, but prior to the conference, they helped us with marketing. I don't mean out there like giving away flyers, but they were like doing some research on, on us, like what's out in the marketplace and what is the what is our you know penetration in terms of out on the website, how well are we known? And they did all this analysis and gave us some information. They set in on marketing meetings with us. Um, so there, it's gone. Kind of depends. This is what I love about the Brooks program. It's not overall and even skill bridge it doesn't have to be per one person that it can be designed specifically for that one that one person um what what the other thing that that we do too is um in most cases the the person that's doing skill bridge will also email me uh or rob or pete at the end of every week this is what i've done to be to make sure we're uh, meeting the spirit of the program, that they're checking in with who's sponsoring the SkillBridge program, that we're keeping them up to date. So we are having conversations every two three weeks, typically as they get closer to the conference, uh, with team members, but also getting updates. Joel, I've done these four things as I've gotten back to a closer to my conference. So um, it, it has worked really really well um, in helping people be well prepared, be able to step away from the military. To take that deep breath, to focus on their preparation, to focus on their conference, and focus on their help to be very another you know, singular focus there. Um, and you know, back to our previous episode, what it doesn't solve is that it doesn't help you know your job, where you're going, your career, any earlier. So that's the you know if you if that's what you're looking for, that's not going to be the benefit of the Skill Bridge. The benefit is going to get the, the, the career conference, compare options, great preparation, and if your commander is going to allow you to do it, you can step away. Um, but like I said, I just want to be clear. It's not on the SkillBridge Web portal we are applying. It is becomes a, a, a SkillBridge program that you put out the paperwork yourself. We have verbiage to help you put into your application. I believe it's your transition office and your unit commander ends up approving it. In, um, 18 at least and growing in the last really two years have been approved for it. One of the things that um, that we're early
2: on, because because as Joel mentioned a couple times, that we are we are in the application process to be an approved skill bit skill bridge program provider, and so this part is a little bit early. But the conversations that we've had thus far with um, skill bridge coordinators at different bases has been extremely positive. Some of them don't even know who we are, what we exist, or the or, or that we exist, or the services that we provide to include all of the coaching, all of the business prep, business and interview preparation, and then just the sheer number of interviews that officers participate in at the conference. And so we're very early in that part of the process, but we're making an effort to reach out to different Skillbridge coordinators across the five branches of the military to help them understand who we are what we do so that they can share with officers that are inquiring about doing some sort of
1: program yeah cuz those those transitions offices i mean their their pure goals are their whole reason for existence is to make sure that the veteran is employed mm-hmm. not a big deal for the junior officer in vast majority of cases so the less they have to worry about people finding employment or any help that they can get they love it. I was talking to the, to the, uh, the coordinator over at Fort Bragg. and uh, When I told her what we did, she's like, that is a, that's amazing. Those are phenomenal statistics. Those are great numbers. Absolutely. And so I think we now have two or three people out of Fort Bragg that are doing the this, their career skills program uh, with us. And so this person, the people that are doing the checking, obviously, they're continuously checking in just the normal food program. But they're also right. sending us an email. And then we are communicating back with Fort Bragg that these people are doing these things. So Yeah we,
2: we're not sure, and you may know this, Joel, how they how the, the transition office that's managing SkillBridge is actually measured. But, but I would assume that part of their metrics has to do with how many people go through the program, find a job. Mm-hmm. And, and our batting average at this point is 100%. I don't expect it'll be anything less than that um and so i i just assume that those program coordinators are excited about the opportunity because to joel's point the, the officers that are participating with cambridge csv skill bridge program excuse me um i keep saying CSP, that is the army specific skill bridge component but SkillBridge in general for all five services um are, have been very successful
0: that's great and so you mentioned that we have a number of officers in our program right now who are completing the SkillBridge and um, and the Cameron Brooks program. Can you give us a sample if for an officer who's curious um, of what you know maybe a day to day would look like um, right. if you were to be interested in this?
2: Right from what I'm, well, I'll just speak to some of the emails that we get from a day to day. I think a lot of it has to do, they're usually engaged in a daily study group, maybe an hour, hour, 90 minutes, something like that of engaging with other officers in preparation. They're usually involved in some sort of cer- certi- certification programs, like mentioned PMP, Lean Six Sigma, data analytics, or perhaps they're in a master's program they're already in a master's program so they're contributing time to furthering their master's uh, in, in education um a lot of times it, usually they're talking to one of us in a given week um so reading. yeah doing some reading lots of cr- reading cre- increasing their knowledge that way but the bottom line is there's just a lot of margin a lot of time to really i mean th- this is probably not super quantifiable, but to just like set themselves and set their mind on the future from a single mindedness perspective, you know, they're not, Hey, I'm at work until six or seven or eight o'clock at night. Then I'm coming home and I'm trying to like totally change gears in order to work on interview prep or jump into a study group. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and be fully focused on my military, which, which is what you should be fully focused on the job at hand. Okay. Now I'm going to come home and try to, so What we have found is it's just helped people center and focus on the activity that's right in front of them, which is preparing to interview and ultimately launch their
1: business career. And Pete was really talking a lot about in terms of preparation up to the conference, but once you come to the career conference, for the conference at about two weeks afterwards, you will be, I mean, that will be just on interviewing with companies and doing preparation for those interviews. That's what you'll be busy researching. Mock interviewing, prepping, doing the interviews themselves. And so that's why my, it, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it has to be this way, but my encouragement of the model is something before the conference, the conference itself, and it's some time after the follow up, then come off the, the Skillbridge program.
0: Gotcha. And so, if an officer were interested and wanted to learn a little bit more or start initiate the application process, could you give our listeners insight into what that looked like or how to get started?
1: Yeah, the contact Pete. Uh, the, the Pete's our in-house coordinator that's managing all this. Ultimately, the paperwork will flow over to me. But Pete is our uh, contact coordinator. So Pete, you want to just give it your contact information? Yeah, you
2: can always con- contact me directly at my first name, Pete, at Cameron-Brooks.com, Pete at Cameron-Brooks.com, or you can always call me or email or text me directly at 210-874-1519, 210-874-1519. And I'll put all my contact information in the show notes as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, gentlemen. This was a fantastic episode. Um, Very exciting news uh, just to hear all about the skill bridge and how Cameron Brooks can work uh, within that. So thank you.